From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 160 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today, let's dive into another Q&A. You guys send me so many questions and I can see that you guys find these Q&A episodes extremely insightful, enlightening, powerful. So let's do another one. And throughout December, let's do a Q&A episode every week. So if you have a question, please go to unpluganxiety.com under contact, ask me anything or below this podcast video on YouTube, if you're watching it on YouTube, you can leave me a question there and I'll answer it on the next Q&A. In this episode, let's talk about forgiveness. Let's dive in to the desensitization process and lessening your sensitivity over your anxiety and your fear of public places. And then also let's dive into weed and anxiety. Is it beneficial? Should you cut it out? Well, let's talk about it. First of all, I want to go over your comments on last week's episode, starting with Audrey P. She says, thank you for answering my question on the show. My pleasure, Audrey. Thank you for sending me that question. Great, great question. I've already made time in the morning to give back to myself, I can definitely notice a peacefulness and calmness from meditation. You were right about not seeing time in your day for practices until you look hard enough. Absolutely, Audrey. And I hope you relate to my story with working in the film union, working 16-hour days. And it was difficult for me as soon as I started to look for those spots of what I can sacrifice and then add that I think started to be more my anxiety started to lessen quite tremendously because once I started to do these meditative practices or calming strategies I noticed that well I was less anxious during the day and the benefits were quite self-evident and that drove me to more of those practices. Laura says, I think you should talk more about your current challenges, Brad. It could add more of that relatability, but also motivation for your listeners. Absolutely, Laura. I totally agree. I think I will. I want to involve you more into my day-to-day life, more so behind the podcast, behind the videos. And, you know, I think the Q&A episodes, the live Q&A episodes that I will do eventually will help with that as well. So I think that I that's a great idea. I would like to express more about what I'm currently challenging myself to and what I'm doing, what I'm eating, my lifestyle choices, stuff like that. Great suggestion. Ren says, this episode was packed full of useful information. 
I'm a daily binger of your show, Love, from the UK. Well, I'm sending you love, Ren, from Canada. Thank you so much for your comment. Let's get into your questions in this episode, starting with Meditation for Health says, could you please talk more about forgiveness? I'm personally having a difficult time letting go of a toxic relationship. I can feel so much resentment built up within me. I totally relate to your question. It took me a long time to forgive my ex-partner. Our relationship was extremely toxic. There was lies, betrayal, deceit, bitterness, anger, hatred. A toxic relationship can be very traumatic. There's a lot of emotional distress. Things get swept under the rug that need attending to, but you don't want to attend to that. And things escalate. The more lies that happen, the more you turn to betrayal and deceit, bitterness. And when you actually betray somebody, it can send you more into anxiety. And why? Well, you come into contact with the malevolence in your own heart. You can't believe what you did. And then if the other person betrays you, you can't believe that they did what they did. In the book, Dante's Inferno, Dante descends all the way down to hell. And at the bottom of hell, he, come in, he comes into contact with others who betray others. That's the ultimate sin in the book. Now, I believe that betrayal is the ultimate sin. It's the ultimate hell. When you come into contact with somebody who is out to purposefully destroy you, make you suffer, steal from you, harm you, then this flattens people. They have a hard time understanding how they could do what they did. And many people spend their lives with this trauma and cease to heal from that. And so let's get into that part of your question about toxic relationships and the betrayal part of it, the deceit, the, the bitterness, what a toxic relationship entails. A big part of forgiveness for me with my partner was to understand what I did wrong. What led me, my actions that led this relationship to where it ended up with all this hate and betrayal. Let's look at myself because it's easy for us to put the blame on other people. They caused me this pain. 
And that makes us feel good because we don't want to admit to our faults and insecurities. But it's the fact that we don't come to the realization of our own faults that make us suffer continuously. We don't heal from this past. And we continue to suffer because if we don't change our patterns, we go into the next relationship and then that relationship is toxic. And then we continue to go into the next relationship and then that one is toxic. We're manifesting what we hate because we refuse to admit our own insecurities and change our faults. And I noticed after my ex relationship and starting my relationship with Maggie, that when I was changing myself and my mental health, the relationship with Maggie improved tremendously. And so I explored after my toxic relationship, I explored the content of my unconscious mind, the programs of my unconscious mind that led me into the destruction of my past relationship. Because once you understand how you might have gotten yourself in that situation, the more you can heal. You're exploring this unknown territory that has been keeping you in confusion. How could they do what they did? How could I have done what I, I did? Why do bad things keep happening to me? Why can't I find someone to love me? Let's look deeper. What is happening unconsciously? Ask the question, is there something I contributed to this relationship that progressed the bitterness? Very powerful. It takes courage to forgive other people. But first, it's important that you understand the mistakes in your own heart so that you don't fall into the same pit again in the future. If these consistent relationships are causing you, these consistent, if, if you are in relationships consistently that cause you negative emotion, look towards yourself. Are you unconsciously manifesting this in your life? We have to admit to our faults. But then we ha also, we have to understand why they did what they did. So a big part of understanding why they betrayed you, lied to you, stole from you, hurt you, is to understand yourself and how you could do that.
Because when you start to heal yourself and forgive yourself from past relationships, you can then look outward onto their lives. Maybe they came from a disrupted childhood. They were angry. They were upset. They were abusive. Well, why could this have stemmed from their own suffering, their own pain? Well, definitely, they were suffering. They were in pain. Could their, their programs, their unconscious patterns stem from their parents? And this is all they know. Very interesting and powerful. Where are they coming from emotionally? Now, on my YouTube channel, I highly recommend that you begin the forgiveness meditation video that I have there under the meditations playlist and do this meditation for others who you feel that have betrayed you or, or you've caused wrong to them. And this meditation is powerful because you sit in your own, with your unconscious self in a meditative state and you revisit the person that betrayed you because it's very important that you do this because your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So when you do this, you're going to feel the emotions come up quite blatantly. And you, when you start to explore these emotions, you will feel the release through crying that like when I did this meditation and I, I don't want to go into the meditation in detail because you can go and do the meditation on my channel. But why this meditation is so powerful is because you express to them the emotions that have been bottled up. Tell them how you feel, the, the pain that you caused them, why you were wrong, and then tell them, I forgive you, please forgive me too. And then imagine them expressing their emotions to you and then saying to you, I forgive you, please forgive me too. And this is unbelievably powerful in resolving past conflict. Please do this and notice when you start to do this, the emotions that come up and let them come up. That's letting go. Because in your question, you said you're having a difficult time letting go. It's hard to let go if you continue to sweep things under the rug. So once you start to face them and let the emotions bubble up and trust that these emotions can heal you, then you can heal. Great question. Absolutely great question. Thank you. Uh, before I actually end that question, I do want to say that understanding the evil in other people comes from understanding the malevolence in your own heart. I just want to end that question with that. That is absolutely true and powerful and enlightening. So I hope that you find it enlightening as well. Paul says, what are your thoughts on weed and can it help with anxiety? 
See, I am not against weed. There are many benefits. Personally, for me, Paul, I feel that weed was unnecessary and it was required of me to quit this substance. I was seeking a transcendent experience and I was trying to seek this transcendent experience through weed. Now, people who smoke weed and have addictive tendencies are looking for a transcendent experience, right? I used to smoke weed. I would love to watch movies. But then it got to a point, and also I want to back up for a second. I used to love watching movies while I smoked weed was because it would connect me to the story, the narrative on a, on a deeper level. I wanted to be more outside my body and experience this, I don't want to say transcendent experience again, because I keep saying that, but more of a spiritual experience, more of a connectedness, a oneness. But then the more I smoked weed, the more I noticed that my paranoia increased. I started to feel more restless and I noticed my inadequacies, inadequ inadequacies bubble up continuously the more I would smoke weed because weed enhanced my awareness. Weed was expanding more of my consciousness and then I was starting to notice the rug and the things I kept swept, the, the things I was sweeping under the rug and that made me uneasy and it increased my anxiety in the end, Paul. And... When I quit weed, I noticed that I had more control over my emotions and my and my attitude and my thoughts. And this is what helped me during my recovery. Because when I smoked weed, the weed was magnifying what was in my unconscious mind, what I was hiding in the dark. And that's what I mean by sweeping things under the rug in your unconscious mind. The things I should be attending to, uh, the things I was ignoring, they, they were magnifying. And I've had clients come to me who say, Brad, I smoked weed and I had a panic attack and my anxiety has been worse ever since. And I think during that experience, because you felt out of control of how you're feeling, it plunged you into panic. The lack of control, the strange feelings that weed caused, the sensations weed produced and it's the lack of control that enhanced not, not only my anxiety but their anxiety so i recommend that you stop smoking weed and see what happens challenge yourself to that you could even transition from weed to cbd oil I personally think CBD oil 
is a great choice. It's a natural choice. I think that with CBD, it helps calm the system and it doesn't have the psychoactive effects that uh, the T T THC has. So that's my opinion. And I hope that helps uh, you, Paul. Thank you for your question. Mark S. asks, could you go into more detail about the desensitization process? I'm struggling with public places and I'm not sure if I'm on the right track. I sometimes feel like I will never get out of this anxiety. Definitely can feel like that, Mark. Keep implementing strategies because mindset is very important for anxiety recovery. Adopting a developing mindset means you have to change your inner dialogue. You have to step out of your comfort zone continuously. You have to say to yourself, this is an opportunity to prove my old self wrong. This is a challenge. For me, it got to a point in my recovery where I started to say to myself, I hope I get a panic attack today so I can challenge myself because I found so much value in confronting my worst fears on a daily basis. What's more enlightening than that? I was watching a Vikings episode, and in that show, the character Bjorn, he goes out on this adventure. Everybody in the tribe, everybody in the village said to him, don't go, we need you here, you won't survive, it's going to be hard. We, and he said, you know what, I'm going because I need to prove to myself that I can do this, I can survive out on my own. And so he leaves the tribe, he leaves the known territory, he leaves the walled city, he goes, and then in the wilderness, He's gathering wood and he's surviving out in the harsh environments. And then a bear comes and he kills the bear after this horrific fight, almost dying from it. He comes back to his homeland, a new person. You see it in his eyes, his eyes and his face hardened. He's not the same Bjorn that left the village in the first place. And you see that in The Lion King too. You see with Simba, his face hardening at one point when he comes into contact with this deeper self, this transcendent self. When he comes into contact with the pool in the pond, and that resembles his unconscious mind. Him confronting the deep parts of his unconscious mind, his face hardens. So what I'm getting at is, yes, Bjorn could have meditated about killing a bear, and that could have affected him to some degree, but it's not the same as actually confronting what you fear the most. And so there's two things you can do. You can put yourself right into the thing that makes you anxious. And that's the flooding technique. You place yourself there and you let all the fear and the sensations and the panic occur and you stay there. 
until your anxiety lessens. That's one option. But for you, Mark, you might want to work on the small goals of this desensitization process. Start off by meditating on what you fear before you actually go to the shopping mall or wherever you want to go. Meditate of meditate on what you want to happen during that mall experience. Imagine yourself there feeling what you're feeling, but surviving and then striking a power pose, you know, with your arms on your sides like Superman and walking out of the environment empowered. Imagine that. And then go on the computer and watch YouTube videos of people in a shopping mall until you're bored of it. And then I want you to go to the shopping mall and I want you to sit in your car in the parking lot until you're bored of sitting in the car. And then I want you to, the next day, each one of this is a separate day, of course, the next day, go back to the shopping mall and then go in the entrance of the shopping mall and just stand in the entrance. Don't go in all the way. Stand there until you're bored of it and then leave. Until you're bored, of course. Don't leave when you're anxious. That's not that's counterproductive. Leave when you're bored and your anxiety is below level five. And then come back to the mall and then go in the mall, go inside the mall and walk around for a few minutes until you're bored of it and you come out. Or just sit inside the mall on a chair until you're bored. So as you can see, do these incremental steps and each step you're desensitizing your fear until eventually you're in the mall and your anxiety is a level three or less. So the desensitization process can be done two ways. You immediately throw yourself into the fire. And this is what I did. I would go to the symphony with Maggie. I'd be sitting there and I would have extreme panic and I'd be overwhelmed and I would be looking for a way out. But I didn't want to get up during the symphony because I didn't want to disrupt other people. And so I sat there in total terror. And then by the end of the symphony, I got up and I left and things, I still felt anxious, but more so I felt relieved because it was over. And then I started to beat myself up. It's like, oh my God, I wish I could enjoy this experience. I wish I could, I wish I could be in the moment and listen to the music without feeling this terror. But then I started to think, well, each time I'm placing myself in these situations, I'm challenging myself to my ultimate fears. And I'm proving to myself that even though every part of my being wants to flee, I'm staying. I'm confronting the bear outside in the wilderness. I'm confronting my ultimate fear. And the more you do this, the more you strengthen your mind. You are making new associations with the amygdala, your fear response. This environment, even though it's making me feel 
like this, I can survive. And the more you do that, the more you strengthen your mind and you lessen your anxiety. You may have to do this a dozen times in order for you to desensitize yourself and your anxiety to lessen to a level five. I certainly had to. I had to do this many, many, many times. Sometimes I would feel like I'm not getting anywhere. But the more you reflect back on the original panic attack and how far you've come, then you can notice, yeah, I have improved. My anxiety did lessen. Even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it, I'm still placing myself in those uncomfortable situations, even though I feel threatened and overwhelmed, bewildered. Keep doing it, Mark. Keep placing yourself in those situations. They are opportunities to grow in strength. Thank you for your comment. I hope that helps. Thank you for all your questions. I am so grateful for them. Make sure you send me your questions because next week I have another Q&A that I'm excited about. And this month, throughout December, the Anxiety Project program is 40% off. And in the program, you learn more about the desensitization process and many other things. You learn about the mind, you learn about journaling, and I provide you with a workbook to connect you more with your mind and, and yourself. And I provide you with releasing trauma meditations and many other meditations that you will find useful. It's, it's packed full of great tools to help you overcome your challenges. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.